That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Welcome to the Gaming Ride Home podcast. No music up front right here because I wanted to get some important news out of the way first. The Gaming Ride Home podcast is, unfortunately, coming to a close. Next week will be the final week of episodes. I actually heard recently that if I stop playing video games and start studying jujitsu in just three years, I can open my own school and be driving a Mercedes, which sounds pretty cool. So I think I'm going to pursue that. I am, of course, masking my sadness with jokes. I'm bummed that the show is ending, but I'm also really genuinely proud of Gaming Ride Home. I still really think it's a great idea, one that was brought to me by Ride Home Media's founders, Brian McCullough and James Welsh, and I like to think I made it my own, and I am really happy that I got to do it for these last six months or so. The show has just not grown as much as we hoped it would, which is unfortunate, but the audience that has found the show, the person who is listening right now, has been absolutely fantastic. I get nice messages from folks all the time. Everyone has been really supportive and is always asking what they can do to help the show at every turn. It's been great. I really appreciate everyone who has tuned in or maybe will tune in during this last week, you know, just so they can see what the show is about. I already mentioned them once, but I really want to thank Brian McCullough and James Welsh tremendously for bringing me on to do the show and for supporting it and me along the way. They have been awesome. Even through the unfortunate news of bringing the show to a close, they have been incredibly transparent with me and kept me in the loop during the whole process, which you know, is a lot more than I can say for my last employer. In the short term, I hope you will tune in to the last week of the show. I will still be talking gaming news, but maybe I can try some fun, weird stuff too. I hope you will send me tweets and messages about your appreciation of the show. If you know, if you do appreciate the show, I would love to read them here. Maybe I will read the negative messages too. But, you know, honestly, I really haven't received any for this whole time. So I, I don't see that happening. For the long term, we will see. I have some interesting stuff lined up, which I mentioned because I don't want you to worry about me. Go follow MinMax. I'll be hanging out over there. Find me on Twitter at Kyle M. Hilliard. I'm Kyle Impersonator on Twitch. And I will keep you updated about the future from those avenues. And now it's time for as close to a normal episode as we can get. Welcome to the Gaming Ride Home podcast for Friday, August 21st. I am Kyle Hilliard. Here's a whole bunch of video game stuff that happened recently. The Gaming Ride Home podcast is ending? Wait, what? This is how I find out? The next Call of Duty has an official subtitle, and it's the subtitle we all assumed it would be. And Remedy and 505 Games offer some additional explanation about its decision to not give Control a free next-gen update. The next Call of Duty has a subtitle, and it's, you know, the name we all thought it would be. Rumors have been circulating for a while, thanks to some Doritos packaging that leaked the game name early, that the next Call of Duty, under the development of Treyarch, would be called Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. And yesterday... The developer's official Twitter account confirmed the name with a simple tweet that just read, 
hashtag Black Ops Cold War 826-2020. The official Call of Duty YouTube account also released a video with a YouTube description. Know your history or be doomed to repeat it for Dansk, August 26th. The video shows a man with a Russian accent warning about the danger of violent changes in power and Big Brother government and the dangers of voting based on the promises of politicians that will go unfulfilled. It feels very, very political to me and of the times, but you know, maybe I'm reading too much into it and I'm sure Activision and Treyarch will insist it is not telling a timely political story, but you know, I'm sure we will see. Both the video and the tweet share an August 26th date, so it's safe to assume we will get more information about the game on that day. Remedy offers some explanation about why Control isn't getting a free update for next-gen. Control developer Remedy recently offered some details about its plans for Control on PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X, and those details were kind of disappointing. Basically, if you have Control currently, even if you bought the Season Pass, you won't be able to use that to play the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X versions of the game. They will be backwards compatible, so you will be able to pop your PlayStation 4 or Xbox One disc copy of Control into your PlayStation 5 or Xbox Series X console to play a slightly improved version But if you want to play the proper PlayStation 5 or Xbox Series X version of Control, you need to either buy those dedicated versions when they release or buy the upcoming Control Ultimate Edition, which will include all the DLC and will upgrade to the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X versions when those versions release. Disappointment from this plan stems from the fact that those who bought Control early arguably those most interested in supporting the game and its developer, are the ones being forced to spend more money to upgrade, which is a totally understandable bummer. In response to everyone's disappointment, Remedy posted a blog in an attempt to offer some explanation. The blog, credited to publisher 505 Games, reads, We spent several months exploring all of our launch options for Control Ultimate Edition, and no decision was taken lightly. While it is challenging bringing any game to next-gen platforms, we quickly realized it was even more difficult to upgrade our current user base to next-gen with full parity across platforms with our year-old game. Every avenue we pursued, there was some form of blocker, and those blockers meant that at least one group of players ended up being left out of the upgrade for various reasons. As of today, we can't offer an upgrade to everyone, and leaving any one group out feels unfair. We understand that is not what you want to hear. Understandably, there are still some questions about what this means for those that already own control on current-gen consoles, and we hope to clear this up. After that, there is an FAQ that answers some of the questions I outlined above, and the blog ends with, To bring control to next-generation consoles in any form, we had to make some difficult decisions, and those came in the form of creating the simplified Control Ultimate Edition product plan we have today. That we took a while in responding does not mean we have not been listening. We are sorry we couldn't meet everyone's expectations, and we hope you will continue to support Control. We thank you for your support thus far. That blog is linked in the show notes. My big takeaway is that this was bound to happen at some point. Not every game was going to offer a free upgrade to the next gen. I really, really wish they would, and I really appreciate the games that are doing it, But the bottom line is not all publishers and developers can likely afford to offer that. Control 
is basically just the first to talk about it publicly. It's definitely a bummer. It doesn't mean we should not be disappointed about it or let Remedy and 505 know we are disappointed as long as, you know, you're doing it politely. And I hope the majority of comparable cross-gen games like this do not take this approach, but I, I guess it's understandable. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Here's what released today. Inmost is out today on Switch and PC. I honestly don't know a ton about it, but I love the way it looks enough that I think I might just grab it, add it to my indie game queue, which currently contains Creeks and Spiritfarer. In its description, it refers to itself as a cinematic puzzle platformer, which are a lot of words I like. It has this great pixelated look, and tonally, it just looks super dark and creepy. I'm excited to check it out. Aokana 4 Rhythms Across the Blue is out today on Switch and PlayStation 4. It's a visual novel that I am not familiar with, but it apparently takes place in a world where people can fly thanks to special anti-gravity shoes, which is a premise I really love. I really like the idea of what appears to be a story about a group of young girls making their way through school and, you know, oh yeah, by the way, they can all fly. That sounds great, and I'm not even really a big visual novel guy. New Super Lucky's Tale is out today on Xbox One and PlayStation 4. It's an expanded version of Super Lucky's Tale, which was an Xbox One exclusive for a little while. New Super Lucky's Tale came out on Switch previously, but today it's on Xbox One and PlayStation 4. I really like platformers, but this is one I never got around to trying. It looks cute and very old school, kind of in a Banjo-Kazooie sort of charming way. PGA Tour 2K21 is out today on just about everything. PC, Xbox One, PlayStation 4, and Switch, which is cool. It's basically the closest you will get to something like a Tiger Woods, an annualized golf game. Using the 2K branding to associate it with the NBA 2K series is pretty smart, and people seem into it so far. Samurai Jack Battle Through Time is also out today. The Samurai Jack franchise is a cool one that is well-suited to video games because it is just so focused on action. I remember really being enamored with the first few episodes when it originally aired, just because of how little dialogue there was. I do wish a new Samurai Jack would have looked a little closer to the show, but its 3D visuals do look pretty solid. 
I am definitely curious about it. It seems like it could be a solid 3D action game. Crisis Remastered for Xbox One and PlayStation 4 has a release date now. It is coming to those platforms on September 18th, and it will be $30. I played a little bit of the Switch version, and it didn't grab me in a significant way, but it is one I want to revisit and give another shot. I am curious to see how the game looks and plays on Xbox One and PlayStation 4. Frostpunk is getting what the press release describes as its, quote, gripping conclusion with its on-the-edge DLC. Frostpunk is a strategy game all about making difficult decisions in an unforgiving world that I have really only ever heard positive things about. It was announced recently that the PC version of Hitman 3 is going to be an Epic Games Store launch exclusive when it releases in January. And on top of that announcement, which many found disappointing, as folks are still generally frustrated that Epic Games is acquiring PC exclusives, is the fact that Hitman 1 and 2 are going to be free on the Epic Games Store for a, for a short window of time, which is, which is cool. There is a quote from developer IO Interactive CEO Hakan Brock in the press release announcement that I think is interesting. It shares familiar platitudes about working with Epic, but Abrock also says self-publishing Hitman 3 is a big step for IO Interactive in achieving our highly ambitious goals as an independent studio. Furthermore, this partnership with Epic has given us the freedom to create the game exactly as we imagined, for our fans and for our community uncompromised. For our long-term fans that have supported us on the world of assassination journey, we're happy to have mastery and location carryover from their existing progress into Hitman 3 on Epic Games Store. So, generally good news there. Your progress will continue. IO Interactive can work on the game on their own terms, and they will probably make more money from its sales on Epic Games Store than it would have on Steam. It's a good reminder that even though I think there are some understandable frustrations about games being exclusive to Epic Games Store, most developers seem to really be benefiting from the Epic Games Store option, and they're making better games as a result. Or at least that's the theory, anyway. The mobile game Kingdom Hearts Union Cross is doing a collaboration with the recent Pixar movie Onward, which is cool, but the timing seems off in a weird way. It seems like it would have been more appropriate to be timed with either its theatrical release or its Disney Plus launch or its Blu-ray release, but I suppose I would rather it happen at all than be, you know, tied to promotion of the movie. I like the implication that maybe a future Kingdom Hearts, if there are any future Kingdom Hearts, could have an onward world. I think people dismissed that movie a bit. The trailers were not great. I totally agree that its character designs aren't super compelling and the fantasy seemed a little generic, but the proper movie I think is really good and totally belongs in Pixar's impressive filmography. If you like Pixar and you've been sleeping on Onward, you know, wake up. And speaking of Square Enix mobile games doing mashups, Final Fantasy Brave Exvius is doing a collaboration with Final Fantasy VII Remake right now, so that might be worth checking out if you're a casual Brave Exvius player. That's it for gaming news today. I played a little more Creeks last night. It's funny to say that the story is getting more interesting because there is no dialogue or even text to speak of, but the little story moments that are happening are intriguing and deepening the mystery. I also watched my wife and daughter play more Spiritfarer yesterday. They're playing on TVs stationed next to each other, basically racing to see who can get to credits first. And then the funny thing is my wife is like, hey, you should start playing. I want to talk to you about the story. And I'm like, 
you guys are both using the Xboxes. And then she reminds me I can play it on Switch, and I'm like, but I'm playing Creeks and sometimes Paper Mario. And then I make dinner. It's a whole thing. But anyway, Spiritfarer looks great, and I look forward to playing it someday. If you have corrections or just feedback in general, feel free to send me tweets or DMs to either at Kylem Hilliard or at Gaming Ride Home, or you can send me an email to kyle at ridehome.info. And please, I would ask you to still consider leaving a review for the podcast wherever you listen to it. The show will still be online for the foreseeable future, even if it won't be updating with new episodes after next week. So your feedback there can serve as a nice message board of sorts for when the show was live, which I think would be cool. You can also check out my Twitch account, Kyle Impersonator, where I am playing through something new. I'm still playing Halo Combat Evolved at the moment, but I will start something new soon. You can also find me on The MinMax Show for more long-form video game discussions, and I will talk to you more about video games on Monday. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.